Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea, and you're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to our home, and shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Yes, Shana Tova Umetuka. Shana Tova to you. To everybody. Yes. I hope yeah. everybody had an easy Tzom Gedalia. Today was a fast day. I was kind of happy to have a Tzom. I sometimes wish that Tzom means fast day. Yes. I sometimes wish we could have a fast day with water. Then I think we'd be like flying. Yeah. Like I think we could do this for like a few days. But after Rosh Hashanah and we went to our friends on, on Hara's team and she made her own. Do I have to remind you to translate challah. everything? Malka? That's what we do on the show. We, we, we Sorry, say what things did I Hebrew, say? Just say on the Hara's Mount of Olives. That's right. We went back to the Mount of Olives where we used to be. And uh, we went to uh, to our friends, the Wanders, and and uh, spent Rosh Hashanah overlooking Harabayat, and it was very beautiful and very special. Looking over what again? The Temple Mount. Sorry, yeah. it's weird. I never thought of myself as a person who says so many things in Hebrew, but okay. So we went to the Mount of Olives for the Jewish New Year, <laughs> and we spent a lot of our time looking over the Temple Mount, and Tali made her own braided egg loaf. <laughs> you mean challah? Yes, challah. <laughs> and it was really good. And then, of course, now it's honey season in challah baking, right? Every every uh, time you sit down for a festive meal, like on Shabbat and on the holidays, then instead of just putting salt on your challah, which is already pretty good, then you're putting honey on your challah. So, of course, you're going to eat a big piece of challah. And then you're eating fish and meat and dessert and then doing that again and then doing that again and then doing that again and then doing that again. And so I wasn't so sad to have a fast day today. It was, it was, yeah, it was a well-timed fast day. Yeah. But it was still not easy because you no. had to contract the old stomach there mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, shrink it back in there. Yeah. And also, and also, you know, the, the, the theme of some Gedalia, it's a painful theme, which is uh the self-destruction of the jewish people right uh you know and the the the, the loss of jewish sovereignty um, wow these concepts are just so far removed from us yeah. today it's almost like we don't even know what that's about no no they're, they're all they're all too real and um i was thinking about that today you know like you know you know um freud has got this uh, you've been mentioning freud a lot lately on the show well he's got he's got this this concept which i which i you know, think has a has a deep truth in it, which is that th- there's some some people and some nations, some things have self destructive tendencies. Mm-hmm. He calls it Thanatos, which is I think a Greek god, and it's like a self destructive uh, tendency. Okay. And uh, the Jewish people um, have this um, amazing effervescence, this 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 like renewal, and. Our whole holiday season right now, it's a, it's the epitome of renewal. It's cleansing ourselves. It's uh, crowning God King. It's 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 making amends with the past. It's making peace with our friends and neighbors. Uh, and it's and it's you know saying, God, you are the master. We're, as we talked about last week, reaffirming the covenant. So there's a lot of a lot of that renewal and then and then at the same time we have something that right after that renewal you have this Tsongkhidalia which is about uh, the assassination of of a you know the last Jewish governor and uh, and he, he you know here it is it's like we we have this renewal but we also have this Thanatos syndrome this uh, or, or I think what's what's the word he calls it 
you know, this this uh, effect or way of thinking that 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 is also at the same time as as we have this amazing renewal, we have self destruction. Uh, and uh, for me, this Rosh Hashanah was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it because I got to be not only in the Mount of Olives overlooking the Temple Mount, but also on the Temple Mount itself. Wow. And it's become like a thing for me, Malka, I'll tell you. It's become like, for me, going up on the Temple Mount during Rosh Hashanah, it's like, it's like it, that's that's what it is now, you know, in my heart. Like, it's it's like a, it's like a must. It's like a need. And it's, it's a little, it was funny because there was a, a lot of, uh, Breslov people. There's these group of Breslov folks that don't go to Uman. These are Hasidim, uh, Hasidic Jews who follow the teachings of Rabbi Nachman Breslov. That's their master. And a lot of them go to Uman in Ukraine. Some of them didn't go and they Because made this was not an easy year for that. Either that or other reasons. That, that is the reason. The reason they didn't go is because there is a war going on in Ukraine. And, 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 yet, and yet there's 20,000 Jews in Ukraine. And those are the people who did go. Right. But there are people who did not go yeah. because they didn't want to be involved in that. Or their wives were like, you're not going. Right. Right. Uh, and there's a few other technical reasons. But anyway, the, 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 uh, these, these, uh, these Breslovers were, were on the Temple Mount. And you could just see, like, they, they went up. They, they had taken over the Kotel, basically, the Western Wall. And and they they went up to the Temple Mount as well, and they're you know they're a rowdy and rambunctious bunch um, uh, of holy strong Jews, uh, and they too like you could just see that 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 unbelievable energy of being on the Temple Mount, and it's and you know they have a song which they say Uman Uman Rosh Hashanah. Were they saying that on? The no, Temple but I was Mount? I was saying to them. Harabite Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, there you go. Rosh Hashanah. Temple Mount Rosh Hashanah. Right, so. So that that that's the level. It's like you're like wow, you know. And I also got to pray on the top of the Mount of Olives, overlooking the Temple Mount, um, at the Choshen, the famous Choshen built, maybe famous, but you know that flag on top of the Mount of Olives. That's the building. It was great. It was delicious food, Maka. You made lots of yummies, great Thank mashed you. potatoes. Yep, I'm I'm famous for my mashed. Potatoes. It is true. You are you are well known in these regions. My mashed your, pea. Yeah, for your for your special for your uh, Judean mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to comment though on something that you and said. And your Palestine before. pie pie. <laughs> <laughs> I just want. There were fireworks, by the way, shot at the neighborhood while we were there. Oh yeah, the East Jerusalem has faced uh, three it's a, days it, of you attacks. You can feel, and we walked back and forth from the hotel, and you could feel that the that the locals were like with their eyeballs right on us. The local Arabs. Yes. And the local, and you could, and, and that's what I was going to say. And they like would mumble little comments out their car windows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's. Bullying. It's like there's a there's a feeling out on the, out there. There's a rumble on, and the rumble. And there was all kinds of action today, not in in uh, Eastern Jerusalem, but in Janine area. There was yeah. like some serious anti-terror thing that went down, and like a bunch of terrorists were like like, like at like least taken five down. Yeah, there's a there's a video that I saw. Yes. Of this of this it jihadist terrorist, it's quite graphic. But don't worry, because this is audio. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you don't have to like overly. Bottom line is that you see this like this 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 full on terrorist, yeah, and and he's about to shoot. He he's He's aiming his gun. He's aiming his gun. The minute he takes aim and is about to fire, bam, (laughs) a bullet goes through his head. Yeah, it's like a and he and and he's just and he goes down. He just goes down. He's done. And then all the other little terrorists around him like scatter like cockroaches. Yeah, 
And uh, that's that's pretty intense business over but, there. But you know, Isha, I'm sorry. I want to go backwards just for a second and and talk about that like Freud reference. Now, I don't know anything about Freud, and I'm not sure that I'm such a follower of Freud. Uh huh. But I will say that I'm not sure that I agree that the Jewish people have a self-destructive tendency. I would alter that and say that we don't have a self-destructive tendency. We have a self-sabotaging tendency, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. It's not we have we have zero desire to be destroyed or to die. The Jewish people uh, have a very powerful genetic predisposition to not die. And we have a like a primordial urge to live. And we do a lot in order to live. But um, I will say that sometimes I think that we do self-sabotage. We'll be going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then we'll like veer off course. Mm-hmm. And then we go back on the direction. And we veer off like horribly again. And I think it really has not to do with a desire to destroy it's rather a fear of what will happen when we succeed and i think that there's so many people like that and if you start to talk to people about what will happen uh, for example when uh, the jewish people declare oh, open with a with a full and open mouth that they uh, are the sovereigns of the entire land of israel what will happen or if it, or if the jewish people will say we are the people we are the chosen people of hashem we are the the children of of jacob and we are um, we are Israel here as we war. are Israel and and we have a special mission on this world which is separate in this world which is separate um, and and glorified among the nations well what will that do will that mm-hmm. offend people how will that look will that will that make us look people who think they're superior what's the word um, supremacists supremacists right will that right. make us look at, like supremacists uh, what will happen if we say we are we are God gave us special laws and these laws are unique to us and we have to do them as a nation together. And yeah. that is something that we love and something that we'll do in the face of all the quote unquote, quote unquote, normalcy of the world will be these like Torah freaks and we'll be happy about it. Everything, what will that be like? Right. That sounds- so it's not like we're trying to necessarily eradicate those things, but we're like there's some elements of our nation that are so uncomfortable with those things and they don't know how to digest them and they don't know how to incorporate them and they would just much rather not that they they shake us off course but i'm not sure that they per se want to destroy those things um yeah i hear what you're saying uh two things about that one is that uh, my good friend rabbi yehuda cohen uh, suggested that i watch the video of the president of Iran mm-hmm. speaking at the UN. Yep. And I watched it. It was 30 minutes. You know, it was filled with vile, vile lies, accusations against Israel and America. Not Israel, what he calls the Zionist entity, which is, by the way, the name of my new band, the Zionist entity. Uh, but in any case, I just I just love that. I just want to be the Zionist, like be the Zionist entity. I think my uh, band name is Elders of Zion, and my first album is Zionist, Zionist Entity. Mine is yeah. mine is actually uh, Toxic Masculinity. It's the name <laughs> of my new punk band, and we're Toxic Masculinity. Okay, uh, but in any case, so this this uh, whatever his name is from Iran, he gave a speech mm-hmm. which was well delivered. And it was full of, we're Iran, 
We are a special people. We have a special background. We have. A, we believe in uh, in in uh, the Prophet. May God, uh, you know, protect him. God bless his soul. And and and, the, and 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 we wait for the Messiah, which is the Mahdi, which is the the seventh Imam. And we are all about. We are we are the exporters of justice to the world. And we believe in globalization of justice. I just like that term that he used. And uh, and he was. He had no problem talking about how special his nation is. Yeah, and how and how and how it's a light onto the nations, and and how he didn't use that term, but basically, and and that 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 Allah is the greatest, and and the Quran is the greatest, and Muhammad is the greatest, and and the Mashiach is the greatest, and he was just out there with the head thing. And yet, look what they look what that country actually looks like. Okay. That, and that and that's because we don't take up that mantle. You see, when it's not taken by us, it's taken by others and corrupted. Uh, and and we we're not doing it. And and I saw today, one of our neighbors in in, in it was in synagogue today. It was in the prayer house here, and uh, he showed me some stuff out of nowhere. He he started showing me stuff in Rabbi Nachman, and he showed me that Rabbi Nachman was talking all about that basically. Chain, since we don't take up the chain, which is the grace, the beauty, the the delight, the favor, yeah, favorality, favorality. No, it's a different thing. Um, like when you look at someone, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're just nice, like, yeah. Or That's like, we, yeah, you chain, right? Like There's a, something like a nice, like a pleasantness. Well, yeah, like a chain, whatever. So uh, he said, uh, and he, he says, when we don't take up that mantle. Then, then the Gentiles find in us all kinds of things to, to see disgustingness in, mm. and they're like, "Look, look at the Jews! They're stealing the land. They're abusing the people. They have no chain whatsoever. They're, oh, they're chain whatsoever? No whatsoever. Okay, no chain. Okay, and 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 he says, and he says, when we don't take up that mantle, it is like Esav, Esau, when he was vayivaz et abchora when he. When he um, spurned the birthright, spurn the birthright. It's like you have beauty, you have grace. Take it, use it. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you a specific example. Something that bothers me personally, bothers me, bothers me, bothers me inside. The smell of bananas when they're slightly overripe. I don't like the smell of bananas when they're overripe. I hate <laughs> hanging black bananas in in the banana holder area. That's true. But that's not what I was going to talk about. Nice try to throw me off track here. <laughs> what I was going to say is, you coming down from the Mount of Olives and there's yep. this beautiful road, mm -hmm. the way of Jericho, Derech Yericho, and all these pillars are knocked down. These like pillars on the side because buses have bumped into them and knocked them over. And then you walk on to this beautiful pathway between the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. Beautiful. And it's got garbage in it. It's un And it's got obviously digs that should be done but they're not done and the pathway has no flowers no lights no no nice things and i'm like jerusalem jerusalem eretz israel israel come on state of israel we we, we the state we, of israel does not treat jerusalem like it should be treated. certainly not eastern jerusalem right like right even, even all of jerusalem no it's not like jerusalem is just a garbage heap it's certainly not it's no. a beautiful city it's awesome and, and they you know they try to fix it up and there's a whole train that they're putting through there and they're doing tons of the construction and there's cranes all around and they're building new buildings and there's schools and there's there's infrastructure it's not like they don't take care of jerusalem they take care of jerusalem but when you think about what Jerusalem is, right, 
you're just like it should get it should get like 80 times the budget that it gets yeah like like i have a dream i have a dream that every entrance to jerusalem and there are like five maybe there's another one but there's like five major entrances 443 route one uh from the gush and from the and from the dead sea area i think there's another one that are like the main road entrances i want a golden arch i want a giant lion wait i want a golden arch so that you go and you know that you're entering the holy city i prefer by the way not the holy city i prefer the eternal city okay mm-hmm. i like that's my favorite mm-hmm. that's my favorite tagline that's nice, jerusalem has got yeah, many taglines that's, that's, that's my that's favorite good, one. That's good, that's the that's eternal good. city you know maybe each entrance could have like welcome to jerusalem the blank city maybe like each one could be different the eternal good, city yeah. the holy city the capital city i like, that. like that idea yeah, yeah i like that i like that i like that and that's what it should be you should be like you should be wowed to your core and you should it, get a shiver when you come up to jerusalem you know there you should know, be instagrams happening all up and down and sideways yeah I myself, when I, let's say, fly out, I come back to the airport, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Then I drive up, I'm like, oh my God, Yerushalayim. And then you and get there and it's like, wah, wah, No, 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 wah. no, 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 no. I never feel wah, wah, wah. I feel- But I the feel, entrance to Jerusalem is overly modest. It's overly modest. I feel like, aha, I don't feel wah, wah, wah. I feel like, oh, Yerushalayim, you are, you are not- uncovered you are not you have not been released it's like a princess in a t-shirt i have to once again i have to once again quote the the to me like this amazing amazing quote by michelangelo which i i like so much and everybody knows this quote but it's such a good quote that it's like so good that you could quote it again which is that oh i dropped my paint no that was not that's not it no no he said oh uh, does this stain come out (laughs) Well, that's what happens when you paint on your back. I think that was Mrs. Michelangelo. I don't know what happened there. Does the red come out in the wash? I, I told you not to wear the good <laughs> shirt. I didn't find anything else. Okay. No, he has this line that he, that he says, which is, uh, you know, I saw the angel in the block of stone and I chiseled right. until I set it free. I love that. It's like, it's like it's there. The beauty is there. It's covered up by dross. And you have to chisel away to beauty to make it that beautiful thing. But you got to have the vision. You got to want to see it. It's in there. It's already trapped. I, I, I don't know. That line is so brilliant because he's just saying like I I freed the angel. You know, that's like a double entendre. It's like I you know I, I like I it. let it fly this thing. Anyway, the point is that's Yerushalayim. It's like it's like this beautiful beautiful thing. And also, I wanted to add to you a little bit from Wikipedia here, Malka, just so you okay. know, the death drive. Uh, which is uh, which is referred to as thanatos, uh, is the tendency towards, opposes the, the tendency, according to Freud, of eros. Eros is the tendency towards survival, propagation, creative, life-producing drives. But the, um, the, the, the opposite of, the, of those kind of drives, which is, which is, you know, this kind of, um, this death instinct, self-destruction he calls it things like aggression repetition compulsion self-destructiveness and 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 we Jews do do that we do we do do that we do that a lot i see that a lot of times and, and you're right it comes a lot of times from fears and different things like that but but we do have a self-destructive drive and it makes sense to me because the torah tells us that the way that god created the world is God created the world with with polar opposites. The, the, every every force, spiritual and physical, has a counterforce, and and uh, for the Jewish people, 
It is the, and by the way, speaking of, of, of the eternity of the Jewish people, five red heifers landed in Israel. Red heifers landed in Israel. Why don't you tell the people why that is meaningful? Because that is part of the uh, ceremony of creating the uh, potion, the anti-death potion. There's uh, this special cow. You know how the, uh, the Iranians are waiting for the Mahdi? We're waiting for the red heifer. There is a special cow. And this cow, you may not have known this, but this cow, which is totally red, it can't, and there's all kinds of halakha about what it can and cannot have. It can't have more than, more than two, I think, white hairs on it, something like that. It has to be per, oh, basically perfectly red. And when this cow comes, which, it, which there's only been, how many, how many red heifers have there been, Isha? Um, according to tradition, uh, I think there have been nine red heifers throughout history. Um, and there's like a, a tenth one coming. Right. And the tenth, the famous tenth, like the minion making heifer. When we get this red heifer and we shecht it and we burn it, the ashes of this cow, of course, it has to be humanely slaughtered after you humanely slaughter it. And then you burn it. The ashes of this cow are used in a, in the uh, ritual cleansing of Jews before they can go to the temple. Well, you make a tincture out of it. Yeah, you, know. you put some, you sprinkle it in some a water, and then you up, a little a little a red little crimson, Windex everybody, a little spritz, you know, and then people become cleansed uh, from, from from the the energy of death. Basically, right. if you've ever gone, if you've ever been around any kind of death, if you've ever been in a um in a cemetery then you get some of this death energy on you and in order to be ritually pure to go up to the temple then you have to remove this um this death energy and this is something we were capable of doing once upon a time but until we get the red heifer again we will not be able to do that which means we cannot really do the services of the of the temple that's right so yeah you're right isha we have a we have the red heifer um, can I digress no, wait, wait, like wait, wait, wait. very we don't widely have the red for a second? Yet, Monk. We don't have the red heifer. Well, we're yet. get. I'm saying we have the, five, five red cows, and they they want to try to breed them, so that they will ultimately, with God's help, make a cow that is. No, no, I th- I don't think they're trying to breed. Them. No, I they're think- not ready. These five cows are not perfect red heifers. I think they're too young. I think that they could Well, they could into... they could be right, so this... red heifers, but they still have enough to, they're not old enough they could sprout. They're at this age where they could start sprouting white hairs. Right. And if they sprout white hairs, then they're they're uh, disqualified. Right. But that doesn't mean they couldn't be become parents eventually to a uh-huh. a pure red heifer. All right, so that, that's that, my understanding. Those guys actually landed in Israel. Where do they come from, Malka? Which uh... I don't know. I know that there have been rabbis flying back and forth to Texas, but I'm not sure that... Yeah, I think it's from Texas. I I think our friends from Texas were were involved in it. Uh, And so that's really exciting. Anyway, point of the the matter is uh, there are are steps forward and there are steps backwards. Malka, there was something that happened with Anthony Blinken, uh, something that happened with Anthony Blinken that I wanted you to mention. Uh, Not Anthony Blinken, Tom Nidus, the U.S. ambassador to Israel. Okay, so what did he say? Well, Israel has, um, at the behest of the Biden administration, opened up the Allen B. Bridge to 24-7 foot traffic. Mm -hmm. I think foot traffic, maybe also car traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the road, basically, between Jordan and Israel. It's a traveled road, 
if you want to get into Jordan or out of Jordan to, to Israel from. Um, it's not something that is like closed all the time, but it has certain hours generally where you can go in and out. So the Biden administration decided that it wants that road to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, making, I guess, the border like porous at all hours, right? Making it so that people can come in and out. Now, maybe this is good. Maybe it means also that Arabs living in Judea and Samaria can more freely get to Jordan, which would be good. Or maybe it means that people living in Jordan can more freely get to Israel. But that was not what I was talking about. Anyway, so as part of the, as part of a discussion of that policy, um, the, the Israeli ambassador said to the, the, Am- the American ambassador to Israel, right. the American ambassador to Israel um, noted that the Biden administration is against settlements and guess against the expansion of settlements. And he, he indicated, I said from the beginning, and I've even talked to the prime minister of Israel, that we are against the expansion of settlements. And he backed what our own prime minister said, which is he backed the prime minister Lapid, who in some ways has been striking back at terror very well, but also said that he's pro the two-state solution. And he gave a thumbs up to the Lapid language at the UN saying that he's in favor of the two-state solution. He said that's a great thing. And so we thought we had already buried the two-state solution, but it is in fact creeping in reality on the ground. And now it's getting political backing by the defense minister who went to Mahmoud Abbas, a professional murderer, uh, a mafioso, a, 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 a charlatan, a thief, uh, and, and, and uh, every bad name that you could take in the book has given him stature. Now... Uh, our prime minister has gone to the UN and said, yeah, you know, we're generally in favor of giving away our own land and creating a Palestinian terror state right next door. Uh, and now the Americans are showing their hand at, uh, at being interested in that, in that uh, backing that movement or pushing for that movement. By the way, a colleague of mine showed me uh, proof positive that the Americans are right now actively pushing for greater Arab turnout in the next coming elections because they're afraid that there's not going to be enough Arab votes in the uh, Arab uh, votes to get a strong political Arab party in the Knesset. And so the, uh, the U.S. embassy in Israel is actively engaged in trying to get Arabs to vote inside of our Knesset elections. That means that they are trying to influence Israeli politics and policy through really actively paying for and organizing Arab voting in in the Knesset. Right. So we're we're Which, talking about we're ta- we're talking about we're talking about an interventionist anti-Israel right, American like, president and, you know, and administration. I, I don't watch that much American news, but I know that there was like a big discussion about whether the, Russia was trying to affect American presidential elections. And here we have the United States like openly trying to change the way that stuff is being run around here trying to get itself like openly and unapologetically involved in our elections and that doesn't seem right yeah that, that is that not something we asked for that is not something we invited <sighs> that is not something the jewish people need want or uh, certainly appreciate maka one more thing i want to say about america and that is i just came back from a great trip to, uh, to florida and at the same time, it was like always like raining there and drizzling and little mm-hmm. and there was crazy thunderstorms. Now a giant uh, hurricane named yes. Ian. Ian. Uh, it's, it's actually, Ishai, it's really serious. 
Um, they're calling it a strong category four storm. Right. Do you understand how crazy that is? Yeah. They're talking about 150 mile per hour wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 150. They're telling people no more, like, don't evacuate. Like, nobody's allowed to move now. Right. Like, they were trying to evacuate some, like, two million, two and a half million people. And now they're like, no. Like, it's done. Like, right. whoever's yeah. there now is there. There's no, now it's hunkered down. It's like hitting land in Sarasota. It's, um, I'm very, my really, honestly, my prayers go out to people out there in Florida. I don't know if they have electricity to listen to this now. But if you're listening from Florida and Israel, we are mamash praying for you that that it, this storm should pass over you safely and that everything should be okay. There's so many wonderful people, beautiful Jews, non-Jews, every kind of person living in Florida. It's a great state. And uh, we really just wish the best for you and, and pray that this goes safely. Yes, absolutely. And it's going to also hit uh, Jacksonville, maybe. And I have good friends in Jacksonville. And Okay, so we, we will be it's, praying for uh, your it's safety. It's very... Okay. They say water levels in Fort Myers have risen more than six feet in seven hours. All right, well, let, let's let's not. We're not the Weather Channel here. No, but we'll, we're but not. We, it's we, just we, uh, will, we will keep praying. Uh, for I don't know. You safety. know what I mean? Category five is like as high as they go. Yeah. Another thing that's happening in this world is this little Ukrainian war, and now this pipeline called the the what's called Nord Stream. So this Nord Stream uh, pipeline has been sabotaged somebody like went down there with divers and and blew uh, blew this thing up and all this natural gas is being released into uh into the sea there oy, and oy, oy, that's horrible and it's you know it's uh and it's and there's it's bad for the atmosphere and it's uh, you know and it's destructive and now there's going to be accusations who did it some people claim the russians did it other people say the ukrainians did it other people say including tucker carlson say the the americans did it and it's like whoa it's like it's like this thing this war could spiral out of control. The word nuclear arsenal has been bantied around more in the last few weeks than I've heard in my whole lifetime. And it's really, um, we got we to gotta watch out for the situation. Something Something's definitely brewing there and it's getting, it's, it's, it's. There's, uh, yeah, people are using the word nuclear. Yeah, it's but it's not being tapered down. It's kind of being ramped up uh, and ratcheted up. And so, um um, and of I'm, course, the United States says like it will never, you know, so Russia did this, uh, this referendum. And of course, it passed like everyone knew that it would pass. referendum to annex certain, to parts, annex of Ukra- certain parts of Ukraine. And of course, it passed, which means that Russia is supposed to go in there now and like seize control of this thing. Ukraine, of course, is not going to stand for that. The United States said that it will never recognize um, these territories as anything other than Ukraine. Israel has also come out against uh, against this measure, and it's just the the whole thing is heating up. Russia's not backing down. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, it's looking really hot. People are talking about EMPs. You know what an EMP is, Cishay? Sure, I've read the books. EMP, <laughs> electromagnetic pulse, where somebody shoots a a nuclear weapon off out in the atmosphere and fries all the electronics in a like a you know hundreds of miles radius. Malka, I don't, I mean, you're a, thousands of miles. you're now like a, you're like a, you're now become a, uh, uh, 
No, these are like these are like regular. No, but I'm saying you. I know about these things since my wife has become a junior prepper. I'm not okay. a junior. I'm like an associate prepper. Yeah, you're I'm like, not yeah. even junior. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like a very very low. Like we have a little extra rice. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like we're not at such a level. You right, know? and and a few of those but straws. A few of those. I straws. have a life straw new. And a backpack that's ready to go. Don't tell people my <laughs> preps. That's right. That's right. No, 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 no. That's right. That's but we really don't have very much stuff. But it's like, this is not even stuff that you don't have to be such a knower. You know what I want? I want a generator. I would like a generator. I but want... you have to have gasoline to run a generator. Okay. They have solar power generators. Kind of. Solar power Those are really generator. expensive. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about a nice generator. I heard, though, that also now with the situation in Europe, that Europe is expecting such a cold winter and also with no um, gas pipeline from russia that they're all like chopping wood and stuff over there that there's been that there's been a Sorry, run I don't mean to laugh but it's just it's just it's, like it's it's just you're incredulous you're laughing because right. you're incredulous right anyway so there's like these companies that make these solar generators and they're back ordered like nine months yeah yeah because everyone's so concerned that they don't have an alternative source of energy so Makala, it's, late. it's a wild it's late. world. It's, it's a wild world. And this just in the first few days of Tashpag. Yeah. Of the uh, the the year Tafshin Pei Gimel. 5783. 5783. And you know, it Yom Kippur is coming. Yes. This is a very, very auspicious time. It's almost a gift to us that this time is so turbulent because it makes you realize how much you need Hashem's favor and how not, how much you need Hashem's assistance to just make it and live a normal, sweet life like you want to, even with your little problems that you deal with and some big problems too. Uh-huh. But with the even with the things that you have, that basically life is pretty good, and uh, and you have to so much to be thankful for, and it, the, even that can go away. And so you really, God forbid, and so you really have to ask Hashem in these Aser Yemei Tshuva, the ten days of repentance now between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This is our chance, and if we do a good job, it might really help us, and it might really help a whole lot of other people too, who really need it. The world is on the precipice, and and we have a lot of opportunity here, and we have power in our hands. And we should take that power and do everything that we can to to help this world go smoothly in, in this year. Amen. Maka, speaking of the time, uh, it is late at night here, so we've got to start wrapping things up. Uh, but I do want to mention a few of our of our sponsors, including uh, the timekeeper himself, which is Retro Watch Guy, RetroWatchGuy.com. Yes. I want to talk about this. There's this watch here. Maka, look at this. This is an extremely large, robust, late 60s Tissot. Is that how you pronounce it, Tissot, do you think? Uh, I um, do not know diver it's uh it's pretty uh, it's he, that he, looks like your style yes he's right here it's for sale as a large mama jama late 60s tissot c star t12 compressor yep case saying a lot of words driven in super sharp condition it looks awesome <laughs> it's and it's just a cool cool diver's watch uh and such watches are found uh at my friend uh the retro guy watch uh retro watch guy excuse me retro watch guy a uh, great website and great uh, retrowatchguy.com great website and also great Instagram and it's a lot of fun it's a great way to get a cool old watch add a Shabbos watch to your life yeah. support a family who who loves Israel uh, and uh, and uh, is looking to one day make the move and just in general uh, it's just an awesome if you like watches men's watches it's a really fun and awesome really cute. and a cool thing 
Well, it's, also, I want to encourage people to go to prohibitionpickle.co.il. Right. That's right. Now is the time to show people you care with sliced meat. That's right. And with pickles and all kinds of delicious Ashkenazi yum-yums. That's right. And if you just go to uh, prohibitionpickle.co.il, they have right now Sukkot delivery schedules already out. Order deadline for Sukkot Monday, October the 3rd. Okay, if you're pre-ordering for the holidays, chances are you're taking a long, hard look at the calendar this year and you're scared. He <laughs> says, the schedule is the same as what we experienced for Rosh Hashanah. Both Sukkot and Simchat Torah fall out on Sunday evening, October 9th and 16th. So you don't have much time to cook post Shabbos. N- neither do we. All holiday orders will follow a regular Thursday, Friday, pre-Shabbat delivery schedule, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's really a fun website. Yeah, with he's great very energy. cute. And he, and he makes yummy food and he... And he does good business as a as a good honest person, and uh, we highly recommend. That's right, and he's got a great website also. Please choose delivery area to get yeah, started. Yeah, there's all he delivers in all kinds of places in Israel. Yeah, let me see Har Chevron. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, yeah, you it's can, not it's not online shopping time, Ishai. No, okay, I like he's got he's got he's got he's got salads, platters and catering, Shabbos, condiments, grocery, beverages, all kinds of stuff. Great stuff. It's prohibitionpickle.co.il. A good friends at jewishpress.com put out a great email. I was just speaking with Steve today. And uh, Steve is also involved, by the way, in uh, the Ari Fold Foundation. And Sunday night, uh, this Sunday night, the Ari Fold Foundation is going to be uh, celebrating Ari Fold's life uh, in his yard site and also giving a prize to our good friends Ari and Jeremy. That's amazing. So beautiful. Yeah. And also, I'm the MC of the event. So that's a lot of fun. You are? Yes, I'm the MC of the event. That's what? right. That's right. They tap me for emceeing. Oh my gosh. That's right. That's so beautiful. congratulations to that. That's really co- really cool. And that's Steve, JewishPress.com and the Jewish Express. And our good friends at um at Israel365 and Israel365news.com and their amazing uh Bible, which is called the Israel Bible, the Israelbible.com. Great text, great Hebrew gate English. Great transliteration, great commentary specifically about the land of Israel, edited by my friend Rabbi Tuli, and you could get 10% off when you put in coupon code Yishai, bang. That's like one commandment for free. <laughs> one commandment for free. Oh, one of 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too good, Malka, too good. That's right. And let us, of course, also honor and be thankful for uh, the good folks at the Land of Israel Network, which hosts the show. And our good friend, Yochavit Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lewin were alive for producing the show. Thank you so much. And finally, thank you to the Jewish community of Hebron and the Hebron Fund, hebronfund.org, making uh, Hebron come to life once again. We have something called the, the Sleepers of Hebron. That's the forefathers and mothers. But with thousands and thousands of people coming to Hebron during the month of Elul and Tishrei uh, this Sunday night, massive slichot, including Rabbi Shmuel Eliyahu, That's be awesome. with the whole ma- um, the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, Me'ara, open wow, fully. Wow, 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 uh, wow, wow, Very wow. exciting. That's be serious. That's Sunday night. That's very powerful. And that Tomorrow is always... night is a beautiful women's event. Women's I will event. not be able to attend because I'm attending a different women's event here uh, in Judea. I won't be able to go, but maybe I'll go on Sunday. That's right. And you're speaking tonight as well. So yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. Peace. I know. It's so Oof. fancy. You're big. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, continued success Malka Fleischer and thank you very much to all of our listeners and to all the folks really a lot of you have been giving lately through buymeacoffee.com yes we want to really thank you so so much I'm a little bit late sending uh, out some uh, some well wishes to some of you 
and they'll be forthcoming, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, but we really just want to thank you. And honest to goodness, if you're listening to this show right now, how much do I just want to bless you with a Shana Tova Umetuka? At this point, we're also wishing each other a Gmar Chatima Tova, a, a final uh, signing, uh, final good signing of your of your one year contract, your lease on life. That's right. Well, Malka, Avraham bought me a cup of coffee, more than one. He said, we appreciate that you help us connect and cherish the heritage of the descendants of Avraham Avinu and build up the land and the family of faith in Hashem in preparation for Messiah. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Avraham, so much. Beautiful words, okay? Beautiful words. Uh, I got uh, Esther. She goes, Shalom, Shalom, Yishai, Shana Tova, Metuka, Brachot ve'ahava, Esther. Thank you very much. so sweet. Krista bought a lot of cups of coffee. Thank you, Krista. Happy almost Rosh Hashanah. May this year bring you more blessings than you can imagine. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, and more folks uh, go through buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai and help out, uh, the, help out the cause. So that is very, very appreciated. Uh, and also... It makes the, such a difference. That's right. And for the big projects, uh, if you want to drop some change to make a difference in the land of Israel... Uh, including cleaning up the tomb of Rut and Yishai, uh, including beautification, our flag project all over uh, Judea and Samaria and Hebron and the Mount of Olives, all these places, then go to yishaifleischer.com. Uh, and, and our Israel Biblical Highway project, which is expensive and important, and we're starting to make a movie now about it, uh, that's yishaifleischer.com forward slash donate. And there you can get also the, all the other shows. So that's it, Malka. Listen, lots of there's lots of ups. There's a few downs. There's there's challenges. There's uh, there's there's opportunities. There's there's uh, a time for war and a time for peace. Uh, but Hashem is doing great things in this world, and He's making big strides and He's making taking big steps. And we don't see the big picture. You know, we don't see where it's all going. The artist is at work, and it's like that. It's like that Bob Ross. You know, it's like at the beginning, <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Then he put the little little animals right in there, right in there. Look at that little cove. <laughs> there they are. There. Do you see that there? That's a little brook right there. Is that a beautiful wow? Maybe there's a happy tree touching the canvas. Use just the corner of the brush. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. So that's exactly what God is doing. He's putting in the, the, the little things in place, and at the end, it's going to be an amazing and beautiful picture. Maka Fleischer, I want to thank you so much for staying up late and chatting with me here on the show. Thank you. On the Good Land, on the Israel podcast, on the, the, the Yishai Fleischer show. Lots of love to you, Malka, and to our listeners out there. And blessings from the land of blessings. And thank you again for being with us. Write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. Be strong. Stay connected. Stay part of the story. Hashem is doing great things. Don't doubt it. Don't let the dark forces get you down. Great things are happening. We just got to keep pushing forward. Take every bit of that energy. Just smile and just make it happen. We are part of bringing God's chen, uh, the chen of Israel, into the world. And he's counting on us. Uh, to do the job, to be the foot soldiers uh, of the Messianic period, and that's exactly what we're doing. So stay tuned, stay calm, stay collected, stay part of the story. Lots of love. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. And Toda. You are listening to the Israel Podcast with Ishai Fleischer, broadcasting live from Judea to the world, and you are a part of it wherever you are. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, and I'm broadcasting now from Hebron. Right across from the Avram Avinu Synagogue, which I'm looking at right now, uh, this ancient synagogue, not ancient, old synagogue built in 1540 in my office here in Hebron, where I work as the international spokesman. It's very, very, uh, 
Ah, it's a great, it's a great honor and a great gift to be able to work in what you believe in. Speaking of what you believe in, now it's time for a little bit of table Torah. Just a few points about the Torah portion of Vayelech, the shortest Torah portion in the uh, in the whole five books of Moses. And uh, it starts off with this word, and he went, and he and he went, and it's like signaling to us that Moses is leaving, and he's actually going on a little uh, goodbye tour through the uh, tribes, and he's telling all the tribes, thank you for everything, it's, it's time for me to go. This week's uh, reading, Vayelech, recounts the events of the final day of Moses' terrestrial life. Moses uh, transferred leadership to Yoshua, he wrote a tor- Torah scroll, which he handed over to the Levites. This is the original Torah scroll with all the info, with the Torah the way it is. Moses commanded, commanded the Israelites to gather uh, following every sabbatical year, meaning to say there's something called hakel. Uh, and this is the Torah portion that talks about how you have to gather and hear the Torah from the king in this Torah commandment called the hakel. So as he's leaving this world, Moshe Rabbeinu gives this kind of final commandment, which is, hey Jews, gather up and listen to uh, the Torah as it's being taught from the king. And, and one of the amazing things about it is that he's handing over his reign to Joshua, and he's handing over the future reign to uh, further kings of the Jewish people. And, and in a sense, this is the end of Moses' life, which is depressing, but it's also the beginning of Jewish history. In a sense, he's saying, I'm, I'm starting it here. It's not Moses with me doesn't end. It really begins. And that's a mark of that greatness of Moses, which has utmost humility. Uh, he, he basically, in these final Torah portions, before the, uh, the, the famous Hazinu song, uh, he basically goes around the camp saying goodbye to everybody, thanking everybody, giving them the Torah, the personal Torah that he's written so that there's an exact, exact copy, and commanding them, get together and read this Torah in the land when it all happens. Uh, so in one sense, we should feel that every seven years on the, the, uh, the Hakel uh, ceremony, uh, after the, the end of the sabbatical year, the Shemitah year, we should really feel that heritage of Moshe Rabbeinu. He's, it's his commandment. He's like, learn this. Here's the Torah. I'm giving it to you. I'm passing it on. And I'm also willing to give up my spot because it's not about me. It's about Hashem. Uh, and I'm willing to be, um, I'm willing to be, to be written about that I died and I finished my job and I'm proud of the job that I did. That's something that really speaks of, of incredible, incredible humility. Uh, so in the fourth Aliyah, Moses gives the commandment of Hakel, the assembly, whereby every seven years during the holiday of Sukkot, which follows the sabbatical year, all men, women, and children, everybody must assemble, and the king publicly reads the section of the Torah. This year is that Hakel year. It's at the end of the sabbatical year. So this Sukkot, there's really the commandment of Hakel, uh, which, is, which is to gather in Jerusalem. We don't have a king. And I don't know if all of us are going to gather in Jerusalem, but we're going to broadcast from Yerushalayim and from the Holy Mountain and send out that Hakel, that great commandment of... Uh, of gathering and hearing from the king in Jerusalem once every seven years. Finally, God commands Moses to enter the tabernacle together with Yeshua. Uh, God appeared to them both and informed them that a time will come when the Israelites will abandon God and stray after alien gods. Bummer! At that time, God will hide his countenance from the nation. That's called Aster Aster. I will doubly hide my face from, from the Jewish people. I will hide it so much you won't even know that I'm hidden. That's, that's the real hiddenness of God. The, hill, the real hiddenness of God is when you don't know 
that he's hiding from you. That's a level of, of, of distance, which is such a painful level of distance, which is like, I don't even know, God, that I didn't even know what I'm missing. I didn't even know that I'm, you're not in my life. That's something that sadly I think is very, um, you know, it's something that we should contemplate. Let's put it that way. That there could be a situation where we don't even know what we're missing. And that's really so much, so much of life is like that, right? We live in a time of opportunity and it's so easy to, <laughs> to like not even know that it could be something else, could be something else. That's also, by the way, living in the land of Israel. Like I think a lot of people don't understand. They live outside. They don't understand the levels of spirituality that are just simply unattainable outside the land. That's right. You heard it here first. It's unattainable. It's so powerful. And so um, there's something to that. And, and just levels of spirituality in general. There are levels of spirituality which we can attain that we don't know that we're capable of. And that, that's what we have to ask Hashem. And that's what I prayed for in Rosh Hashanah. I said, God, please close the wrong doors for me. Please open the right doors for me. Let me see them. Let me yearn for them. If you yearn for the right things, you could get anything, right? If you, if you yearn for it, you can, you can find it. But Hashem, show us what to even yearn for. If you've been listening to the show till now, you're obviously a person who yearns for the right things. I want to thank you so much for being with me. I want to thank Ben Bresky, Yocheved, Tabitha, Moshe Herman, and Lou when we're, when we're live uh, for producing the show. And uh, really bless you to, to yearn for the right things, to ask for the right things, and to have Hashem show you those right things. Uh, Jews, non-Jews, our international Torah congregation, wherever they may be, God bless you guys out there. Keep yearning for more. And ask Hashem, ask God to open up the doors of truth, the doors of knowledge, of wisdom to, to, to us, to you, uh, wherever you may be. And, and when you do that, here's a little pro tip. Face Jerusalem. Know, and this is for Jews and non-Jews. Know in your house where exactly is the direction of Jerusalem. And put a marker there. Put a painting there. Something. Know that you're praying towards Jerusalem. Angle yourself as much as possible physically. And that will also help you spiritually to really get the juice, uh, the energy, the mojo, the spiritual, the spiritual gift spiritual knowledge uh, uh, and that wisdom that God imparts on us when we when we ask and yearn for the right things from Yerushalayim because from Zion shall come forth Torah God bless you folks lots of love lots of blessings write me an email yishayishayfleischer.com stay in touch with me through Twitter Facebook Instagram even what do you call it even TikTok and all the other stuff be a part of it wherever you are and lots of love lots of blessings from the land of blessings and shalom